Hey everyone, it's Taylor from the New York Gun Guys here. Today, we're going to talk about the recent election results and the latest preliminary injunction granted in the Antinuk v. Hochul case. But first, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts from. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the New York Gun Guys podcast. Coming to you live from the People's Republic of New York. <laughs> oh, man, it's it's a rough one. It's a rough one. And as everyone can guess, the first topic of conversation today is going to be the recent uh, election results in the state of New York. <sighs> Let's just all take a collective sigh and um, just get our get our head on straight and I, I know it's hard to be I know it's hard to not be angry at this. I know it's not hard to just feel like the rug was pulled out from under you and the the wind just got f- knocked from your lungs. But you know, unlike the left, when we lose an election, we don't burn down cities and and you know, cause mass chaos and and do all that. Despite what they might say about a quote insurrection, um <laughs> All the left had, by the way, I, I get mailers to my house. I got mailers to my house all leading up to the election about my assembly people, my senator, my governor, whatever. And they're like, he's friends with Trump. It's like, and? Is that all you got? Is that the worst thing that you could come up with about about uh, Lee Zeldin or Brian Curran, who's my local uh, assembly person? <clears throat> Is that the worst thing that you could come up with? I I just really felt that it was just a giant smear campaign and... It, it was just disgusting the way they were doing it. Um, so in case you've been living under a rock, unfortunately, Kathy Hochul did win the governorship of New York. Um, we also, in the Senate, we have now 37 Democrats and 21 Republicans. And in the Assembly, we have 95 Democrats and 41 Republicans. So what does this mean? Every, everybody kept coming up to me or asking me, well, if Zeldin wins, does that mean you know he's going to get rid of all the gun laws? No. Um, how it works, in case you, you don't know, is, you know, our senators and our assembly people write the legislation, they pass it, it goes to the governor, and they could sign it, veto it, send it back down, whatever. So if Zeldin did win, the best thing they could have done was stop any new legislation from being signed into law. They would have to, would have to go back down, get rewritten, or be rejected, and then go to a court, you know, whatever. How the, how the, you know, how the process works from there. But... It would have just been a, a stone wall. It would have just stopped anything from coming down the pipe. It would have started the process of rebuilding our society, rebuilding our rights. But unfortunately, that did not happen. And I'm not going to say for lack of voting. I mean, honestly, if you look at the state map, um, <clears throat> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight counties, and then basically all of New York City minus Staten Island voted for Hochul. The rest of the state, red as can be. And it just kind of blows my mind to where how the state is just controlled by Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse, Albany, and New York City. I mean, even in Suffolk County, Suffolk County had some of the highest voter turnout, just almost equivalent to Manhattan. I think like 300 and something thousand people voted for Zeldin in Suffolk County, which... I feel like these numbers should be higher, honestly. I mean, I know the population of Long Island is quite large. I I, I just don't... I, I just look at these numbers, I'm like, man, it's so low. 
I know everywhere I go, I, I see, I saw Zeldin signs and people supporting Zeldin. And I mean, <clears throat> I just, that's why I'm glad he went Long Island. At least to me, the area that I live chose the right way. They chose the best person for this job. But unfortunately, it seems that we're just constantly, I voted. And she, and, and Hochul won by, I think like a margin of like 300,000 votes. I think that's what I saw. And that's basically how many people voted for her in Manhattan. So Manhattan decided the election, basically, in my opinion. Um, it's it's a tough it's a tough pill to swallow, I know, and it's only just going to get worse. I mean, really, it is. I'm not I'm not being one of these nan, uh, like <laughs> negative Nancys. I was going to say negative Nancy Pelosi's, but um, <laughs> I, I, I'm just I'm being real. I mean, that's what it is. It's going to get worse. They're going to pass more gun control. They're going to go after our rights more and more and more. They're going to make it harder for legal, law-abiding citizens to exercise their... And, you know, I'm not a big religious guy, but they're God-given fundamental human rights. But, of course, one platform that Lee Zeldin was running on was just controlling the criminality that's rampant in our state right now. And even today, on my on my way over here, <laughs> I stopped at... 7-Eleven, got my coffee, you know, was talking with people. And there was, on the cover of the New York Post, a six-year-old takes a gun to class and an 18-year-old dead outside of a school. And I'm like, what is going on here? Obviously, a six-year-old having a gun and bringing it to school, thankfully no one was hurt, thankfully no one was shot. I think they caught it as the kid went into school. But that's that's parents. No six-year-old is going out in the street and buying guns. Like, I could, I could pretty much guarantee that that's the parents that had an illegal firearm that a kid got access to and now brought it to school and could have done something horrible or accidentally shot somebody or or worse so who's going to be held responsible for that and this is what zeldin was saying he's like the crime is just out of control and and kathy hogel said oh i didn't run an election based on fear and anger it's like it's not fear and anger it's reality the world is a fearful place. If you're and if you're a gazelle in the Serengeti, you're constantly on alert for lions, you know, cheetahs, and whatever else is going to eat you. That's a fearful world, and that's the natural world. That's the natural order of things. And how we as humans have evolved is to overcome that by having compassion, by having empathy, by having some civility, and realizing, hey, I don't need to go hurt that person to better myself. I don't need to go do that to get ahead. I could make my own way. My life is about me. And unfortunately, there are people that still have that that criminal mentality that want to harm you. And the best thing to do for that is to defend yourself. If if somebody's coming after you and is intending to hurt you, your family, you defend yourself. And that's that's just the natural order of life. And quite frankly, the best tool to do that is with a firearm. I mean, <laughs> It, it's just nuts. It's just nuts. And now, in the same, in the same news article that I was, I was seeing, the headline is now Adams talks crime, vows war versus bail with Kathy. So it says Mayor Adams said Thursday he was excited, quote, to work with newly elected Governor Hochul to reform the state's bail law after declining to take her to task for rising crime in the run-up to the election. But he said fellow Democrats in New York and nationally must stop being afraid to talk about rising crime and citizens feeling unsafe. What? So he he parades Kathy Hochul around. He builds her up. He does this. And then now she's elected. 
Oh, yeah, we can't be afraid to talk about it. Well, that's what Zeldin was doing, and that's what everybody else was doing who voted on the right. They're like, we have to talk about this. You can't just let people out of jail who get caught with a gun. You can't just have these quality of life crimes go un, you know, unsecured. You, you can't. So now all of a sudden, Mayor Adams is like, we need to do something about this. And it's like, what? Ah, oh, man, it's just disgusting. And Kathy Hochul had nothing. She had nothing. She got every big name, the Clintons, Obama, and all these people to come to her side because she had nothing. Cuomo was governor for 10 years, from 2011 to 2021. Out of those 10 years, Kathy Hochul was lieutenant governor for six. Six years she was lieutenant governor. What did she do? During all this time that Cuomo was in office, when when things started going downhill, people were leaving the state, taxes going up. I mean, I remember my parents telling me when they bought their house in Suffolk County, taxes were this much, and then they went up to this much in, in, in no time. And it's like, why? What's, what's the reasoning for that? And then she says, oh, we want to make it affordable for people to raise a family here. No, you don't. That's, not, that's literally not the democratic policy. They say, they say housing is a right. But if you can't afford to live in the house that your family has been in since the 1960s, then what are you going to do? You know, I could go on and on, and I could rant, and I could yell, and I could scream. But really, this is, I, this is what we need to do. This is my opinion. This is what we need to do. <clears throat> Number one, anyone that you saw with a Kathy Hochul sign or a Democrat sign for governor in, let's just say, their business or their window or their house or whatever, think about maybe not doing business with them or just not associating with them. And I'm not telling you to be mean to people. If your neighbor needs help, obviously you help them because that's what we do as responsible citizens. But what I'm getting at is those people don't have your best interests in mind. If it's a business that has a no guns allowed sticker and they have a Kathy Hochul sign in the window, don't go there. I know some people love your Starbucks, but they're not a friend to us. Don't spend your money there. I mean, Amazon might be the same way. If you order gun cleaning supplies, and I'm guilty of myself too because I have a kid and I can't get out sometimes and I just it's just easier to have it delivered to my house. If you need gun cleaning supplies, just think about swinging by the local store and getting your can of Ballastol instead of ordering it on Amazon because it's $2 cheaper and more convenient. We have to restructure now. So first step, remember those who wronged us. Remember those who sided with people that want to take your rights away and make your quality of living worse. Help local businesses that do support us, even though it might be an inconvenience to us. I mean, we've gotten so <laughs> lazy in life now, I feel. I, I'm guilty of it, too. I'm not I'm not saying I'm not armchair quarterbacking this. I'm guilty of it, too. I got work and a kid and life, and it, it trust me, Amazon sometimes is a huge help. But if you can avoid it, go support people that sell the same thing you could get on Amazon, just buy it from them directly. That would be that. And like I said, so that's the second thing. Number three, unfortunately, like I said, gun control will be coming. More gun control. If you can imagine, more gun control will be coming. Like I said, with the uh, when they introduced that semi-auto license and it's only for newly purchased rifles, that, that was just to get their foot in the door. They're going to amend that at some point. Mark my words. I feel they're going to amend that at some point and say, well, we have a problem now because all of the guns that are out there, we don't know. They're semi-automatics. So we need a licensing system for every semi-automatic gun. And then, oh, we need a licensing system for shotguns because somebody's going to do something terrible with a shotgun. 
oh, you know what? Since we've already licensed those, everyone in the state of New York, like Illinois, needs a FOID card, firearms owner identification card, who needs to apply for one just to be able to purchase a gun. But I guarantee you that's the way it's going. And thankfully now, this gets into my next point here, we have to support organizations like the Gun Owners of America and the Firearms Policy Coalition and the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association. Notice how I didn't say the NRA. And this this really kind of bothers me. Because everyone I talk to, even people on the left in my own family, they say, I had a conversation recently with my some family members of mine, and, and um, she said, oh, you know, the NRA just pushes gun sales. And I'm like, no, they don't. This is the lie that the left is told, that the NRA pushes gun sales and that they're the big bad boogeyman. The NRA now is like that old lion that's out in pasture, and he can't find a lioness to put it in. And all the other lions are scaring him off and chasing him, but... But everyone knows that's the lion that's been around for so long, so you kind of have to respect him. Like, I'm a lifelong NRA member. I'm, I'm a lifetime member. And when they call me to donate more money, I, I, I ask, and it's not the person on the phone's fault. They're just, a, they're just somebody who's working a job from a call center agency trying to raise money. And I just say, you know, honestly, like, I'm not going to donate money unless I see more action in New York State like I do see from Gun Owners of America and the Firearms Policy Coalition. I mean... They are really the people that are doing work, and they are proud of it, and they brag about it. And finally, like I've said in previous episodes, we are represented here. We have somebody fighting for us. And it's tough because without the support, man, a normal person like me can't take on the state. I wouldn't have the money, first off. I'm, I'm broke. <laughs> I, drive, I drive around in a 2008 car with 180,000 miles on it. I'm making my dollar stretch, right? So... Somebody like me wants to sue the state. I can't do it alone. I need a bigger organization. I need someone in my corner. And this is what these groups are doing. When the SAFE Act passed, we had no one. When we had the Supreme Court case, we had somebody. The Bruin case. Somebody was with us. And now, the state threw a fit, and they're about to get spanked. That's really all it is. All they had to do was leave well enough alone, and it wouldn't have been an issue. It could have been, it, it could have been the same way, because it wasn't challenged beforehand. The SAFE Act wasn't challenging court. I think it was, but they just said, like, the, the state can regulate these things. But now, the, all these states are imposing these crazy gun control laws, and they're just, like, and they're just throwing a fit. And they're throwing a tantrum, and like like my son, you have to tell them no. And I've never spanked my son, but I know people who've been spanked, myself included as a kid, and he hasn't done anything yet to be spanked. Let's just be honest, he's too, like, I'm not spanking a two-year-old. <laughs> um, so they have to be taught a lesson. And unfortunately, the only way they're going to do that is to be, you know, metaphorically spanked. And this gets into now um, my next topic of conversation, I guess you could say, was the recent um, Antinuk versus Hochul case. So Judge uh, Sudabe, I think is how you pronounce his name, Sudabe, Sudabe, uh, Sudabe. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Issued a preliminary injunction recently in terms of the concealed in, in the concealed carry improvement act case. Now, not all of the provisions were struck down because they said that the defendant lacked standing, but some of them were. And you know, the biggest one being the good moral character clause was enjoined. And when I say enjoined, mean that it was when when something's enjoined in like a legal sense, it means that that the that the state can't enforce it. So um, the in-person interviews were kept because 
of history, text, and tradition because he had to refer to the Bruin standard now as, as I call it, the Bruin standard, history, text, and tradition standard. Um, names of cohabitants was enjoined, meaning that your rights aren't dependent upon who you live with kind of thing. Uh, four character reference was denied because of history, text, and tradition. They said that character references have been a thing for owning and bearing arms and um, that can stay. Social media accounts were enjoined, which is a big one, because he said that, you know, it's 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 an invasion of your privacy and, and your freedom of speech. Now, there's a whole 180-page document on He breaks down what everything says, and um, I encourage you to go read that. Um, it's really great um, how he kind of describes certain things. If, if I were to read through everything, it would take me like four hours, three hours to go through it. Um, yeah, so your social media accounts, it was enjoined, meaning that the state can't require you to disclose your social media accounts, um, which is a big thing. Um, because what you say should not be subject to discretionary inspection by a licensing official. You know, obviously, if you're going out online and you're saying, I'm going to get a gun and I'm going to kill people, you know, I mean, that's a crime right there. So regardless of if, if, if the government sees it or not, you're committing a crime by making a threat on the Internet. And you know what? It, it's kind of a tough one on that because people are like, well, don't you want them to, to check in? All these pre previous mass shooters have shown um, online that they're going to commit horrible acts or they're not the kind of person that should own a gun. And I said, well, where were the people beforehand? It took now a tragedy. People were following these people online. People see things. And this is what I get into. It's a societal issue. People don't want to get involved. They want to close their eyes. They want to just continue watching, you know, Kendall Jenner just turn into a plastic doll more and more as, as time goes on and see that, you know, and see what Kanye is going to say next. And we don't care about other people. You know, if I see some sh crazy shit online, I'll report it. Some crazy shit meaning non, not freedom of speech stuff, but like actually somebody saying crazy stuff. And like we had on, we had um, a friend of the show on who was a federal agent that basically investigated things like that. He said, yeah, if you see some crazy shit, you could report it to the FBI. You could report it to the police. And he gave out the numbers. And that was a previous episode we did. And it's about just just being a good person. And unfortunately, nowadays, people are not good people. And this is why I feel more than ever that the right to keep and bear arms is so necessary because the world is not a good place. But, you know, they call me a fear monger. They call me a zealot. They call me this because of that. But, you know, um, sorry, my nose is a little stuffy today. <laughs> um, so restricted locations were also enjoined. You have to take a look at what those list of restricted locations are. But um, I'm oh by the way I'm reading off of a really nice list that was put onto the New York Gun subreddit about what was enjoined what was denied it was it's like somebody wrote up like this whole Google Doc so shout out to the New York Gun subreddit because honestly sometimes I, I just can't keep up with it all and people post and people do this and people do that so if if you're looking for a place to get some information that's a good place to go um, houses of worship were enjoined meaning that you can carry a firearm in the church or your place of worship if they allow it. Which, honestly, I, I don't see how that was something to be blocked in the first place. And I think in his opinion, I read his opinion last night, I was, I was reading it, and I believe he said it was your right to practice. It kind of got into basically like 
um, if I remember correctly from what I was reading, it, it, they cited the states cited all these like five different states from like the 1800s, late 1800s that had these laws about you cannot possess a firearm during a public um, assembly, right? So the judge said, okay, exercising your First Amendment right is a public assembly, um, but it's also a fundamental First Amendment right. And when you look at First Amendment rights, you also have to look at Second Amendment rights because it's a fundamental right. It's not It's not people getting together just to have like a knitting party or anything. It's a, it's a fundamental right. So like I said, you could read that. And oh, he also said that for um, the... Um, later on, the scroll down here. So public assemblies and protests was also where he made a similar argument to that. He just said, you know, for example, one of the plaintiffs says he if he goes to a gun show, he can't bring uh, a concealed firearm in there. And he's like, but that's the whole point of the gun show is to bring that and take a, take a read at it. it. It's really good. I, I, I guarantee you. So certain things. So the ones that were enjoyed were houses of worship, public parks, zoos. Public playgrounds were denied due to standing, which I found very interesting if, if public parks were um, were enjoined. But I guess maybe the plaintiffs didn't have kids, they didn't have standing, or whatever. And this is all basically based on the plaintiffs. So the plaintiffs say, hey, I will suffer irreparable harm or damage if I'm not able to carry a firearm here. But then if they ask, well, do you go to playgrounds? No. Okay, well, then you're not going to suffer. So therefore, it's it's kind of moot. So it all has to do with the, the, the plaintiffs who come before the court you know, for this. Um, buses were enjoined, but not subways, buses. So, you know, aviation, marine, uh, not aviation, sorry. Uh, aviation was enjoined, marine was not, railroad was not, ferries were not. Uh, bars and restaurants with liquor licenses were enjoined because it's like you can't go out anywhere with your family, even if they serve alcohol. You don't have to drink. Obviously, if you're concealed carrying a firearm, you shouldn't be drinking. But, you know, theaters were enjoined, um... Conference centers, banquet halls were enjoined, public assemblies and protests. Times Square was denied due to standing. Um, public sidewalks for special events was denied due to history. Polling places were denied due to history. Um, concerts and exhibits were denied due to standing. Amusement parks, the same thing. Performance venues, the same thing. Um, so you get the gist. But the fact is, is that this now is becoming a battleground state. So this was a big victory for us here because we basically told them, look, you could pass these laws, but they're wrong, number one. They're unconstitutional. And we're going to sue you for it. <laughs> we're going to sue you for it. I mean, this is the greatest thing now, to be able to say we have recourse for this. Um, so that, that latest preliminary injunction was definitely a step in the right direction. Now, people ask me, well, what about this? What about like the semi-automatic rifle permit law? I haven't seen any but anything come down the pipeline through that. Um, that's a tough one because you know states, you know states have had the ability to regulate and license firearms more strictly than let's just say the federal government. But if now we're looking at history, text, and tradition of the Second Amendment, there's never been a regulatory license scheme to buy a semi-automatic rifle. I mean, especially in New York. I mean, if they want to, the state wants to tout about it, it's a 109-year-old guns, uh, handgun law, licensing law. But in that same amount of time, they never licensed rifles of any kind. Well, then how is that going to stand up to history, text, or tradition? That might be the next step, but I feel like this, the CCIA lawsuit challenge was the, was the, the, the necessary thing to go at first because that's the biggie. 
with that, it it knocked down it, it could knock down a lot of regulatory and licensing schemes in a lot of different states. I mean, states nowadays are just getting spanked. Looking at magazine bans, assault weapons bans, permitting systems. I mean, the time has come. It really has. Just leave our rights alone. And to the new governor, I you're definitely not listening. <laughs> I tag you all the time on Facebook, and I talk about how terrible you are and how I don't like you. But, you know, just in case one of you or your people are listening to this, like, you're wrong. You're going to get sued. And we tried to vote you out, but obviously you had a bigger influence than us. You put more money into it. You had bigger influence. You had bigger people come to your aid, like former presidents. You know, it's like, is that really who you need to win? You had nothing. You had nothing. Oh, Zeldin's an election denier. Really? Really? And even during the debate, he said, he's like, yeah, I did send a text uh, on January 6th, and I told him if you release any information to make sure it's factual before you do so. So Hulk will try calling him out, and he's like, no, this is what I did. And that's that's it. That's all That's all they got. He's an election denier. He's friends with Trump, and that's it. Oh, and he, he runs on a platform of anger and hate. So I don't think there's much... Too much more I could talk about on this. I mean, Long Island flipped red. I think it's the first time since like the 90s since we've had a whole Republican majority on Long Island, which I think is great. But again, we still don't have a majority in the Senate and the House. So that means if they pass, if they sign, if they if they introduce new gun control legislation, it's going to be signed into law. I, I call my elected representatives, not the people I elect because I didn't vote for them, but, you know, the ones that got into office, let's just say. Um, I voice my displeasure about laws. I try talking to them. I try educating them. And it doesn't work. These people don't want to listen to you. They only want to listen to people with a D at the end of their name. Or if, if you're, you know, a pregnant woman who apparently... that's That was the biggest thing. It, that's what drives me nuts. Is I have a kid. I know what it's like to go through it. And... Not pre- not giving birth, but just being a father, being a parent, having a child, you know, supporting a pregnant wife, especially when, when COVID, we, we, you know, we had our son at the end of 2020. And that whole time, man, was I going to lose my job? Is the world going to go to crap? Is COVID going to kill my wife? You know, it it's just things you didn't know. And she says, oh, reproductive rights are the biggest issue in, in this election. It's like, no, it's not. That was the one thing she ran on. It was... It was reproductive rights and the woman's right to choose her body. You know, her body, her choice. Except when it came to vaccine requirements and people getting fired or let go from their job because they didn't get a shot. So it wasn't their their body, their choice then. But now all of a sudden it's their body, their choice if they can't get a fucking $13 pack of condoms. Pardon, my, my, pardon me on that one, but... <laughs> well, what about rape and incest? Oh, you mean the statistical anomaly that they try to use as the majority example? No. No. Stop it. Stop trying to, to use the most extreme thing to prove your point. And unlike in the gun world, if I say you need a firearm for self-defense, that's not an extreme position. That's a real-world position where you can look up millions of examples of people using firearms for self-defense. You might be able to look them up, but, I mean, there's... there's you know, if, I, if somebody says, well, you said millions and you could look it up, show me where. It's like, dude, they say on average, and if, I forget who put out the statistic. I think it was the FBI that said, like, it was like 3 million defensive firearm uses a year estimated. 
not all of them are documented though because if you pull a gun out, if somebody's coming up to your car and attacking your car and you pull a gun out and you don't shoot them, that's a defensive use of a firearm that doesn't end in a fatality. They back off, they go in their car, you go. Let's just say you don't call the cops and you just need to get out of there. That's that's a defensive use of a firearm and it doesn't get documented, which is a real world example. And now with dash cams and cell phone videos everywhere, you know, all that stuff gets documented. You see it everywhere. But yeah, reproductive rights was the biggest issue apparently that faced New York voters. And um, but you know, our jobs, our money, our economy, and our right to feel safe in this state is not. So that's why, circling back to the beginning of this episode, <clears throat> I say, if people voted for this person, do not support them. Be nice, but don't support them. And that's this is what they wanted. This is what they voted for. Whatever happens next is what these people voted for. People are leaving the state in droves. I mean, just people that I was talking to the day after the election, they're like, this is it. I'm out. Screw this. I don't have a voice here. I'm not represented. Nobody looks out for me here. And the person that I wanted or I thought was going to be best for me was not voted in. And I said, I feel you. I understand completely. There's days I dream about moving away and going and living in West Virginia. But then I'm like, what am I going to do in West Virginia? Like, <laughs> I could buy 30 acres in a house for like $300,000 in West Virginia. And it's gorgeous. And it's beautiful. And you don't have this indoctrination. You don't have this ridiculousness of just unconstitutional gun laws. People are nice. People are respectful. People treat each other well. And I'm sure, you know, there's just criminals in every state. And I'm not saying it's like some paradise. You know, I went to West Virginia once in my life, and I really did like it. I mean, Florida, like, I mean, there's there's a saying now, make America Florida, because look at what they're doing. I just saw um, I just saw DeSantis the other day. He, um, he said that they're going to be, um, they're going to be get, getting rid of the sales tax on essential items for babies and kids, diapers, cribs, uh, maternity supplies. Everything like that. He said, you know what? We're putting money back into people's pockets. I said, you know what? That's a, that's a good move. That's something I can get behind. And that's a Republican governor. You know? So again, it's not just this, oh, the Democrats are the only ones that care about you or your families. The Republicans are out there for themselves. No. It's just that's what they want to feed you. And this is what I tell people. I said, don't listen to the media. I spoke earlier about talking to my family members about some things, and I had a long conversation with um, two family members of mine the other day. And we talked about everything from guns to the, quote, insurrection on January 6th. And I said, it's not an insurrection. And this is what they want to paint Lee Zeldin as a supporter of. Oh, the insurrection, January 6th, election denier. And it's like, if it was a real insurrection, look at insurrections in history. Look at coups in history. They come armed. They come ready. They come with a plan. People wouldn't be posting photos, smiling, carrying out items from the Capitol. It was a mob that got out of hand, and that happens, just like in Ferguson, just like in Portland, just like in Kenosha, just like all these other cities in New York where all these Democrat-run cities that all these mobs and, and destruction happened for weeks on end, but one day a group of people goes to the Capitol, gets unruly, and um, a veteran died, woman veteran, an Air Force veteran, she died. And all of a sudden now it's an attack on democracy. No, it's just a mob that got out of hand. And a family member was like, well, Trump said to go do that. I'm like, no, he didn't. He said, go to the Capitol peacefully. That's like me telling someone, hey, go to McDonald's peacefully. What you do there is up to you. And, well, he, you knew what he meant. Everyone knew what he meant. Really? Did they? Did they know what he meant? Unfortunately, in a mob, 
certain people can agitate a mob and get them to do things because it's a one in a million shot that you're going to get caught. So screw it. Why not? Right. It's a mob that got out of hand. And like I said, just like we've seen across the U.S. And people are now being held accountable to a much higher standard than people, let's just say, who threw Molotov cocktails into police buildings. And this is the double standard. There's an investigation now onto it. But, you know, there's no investigation onto the Chaz zone or why there was allowed to be an autonomous zone in Portland where people were raped and murdered. No, no investigation, no, no federal investigation into that. So I, I had this talk with my family members, and we talked about guns too. And I was talking about, you know, assault weapons laws and all these laws. And I said, you know, she signed into law. The governor signed into law um, that would ban a certain type of firearm overnight, make people felons. No grand, no grandfathering, no amnesty, no nothing. They don't care. And I, and when I told them about, you know, more people are killed with hands and fists every year that are killed with rifles of any kind, assault rifles. You know, I said, look it up. It's the FBI statistics. Go look it up. Handguns commit the most crime, or handguns are used in the most crime. So gun crimes, if you look at the numbers of gun crimes, handguns are the most commonly used firearm. Why are they banning assault weapons or quote-unquote assault weapons? Got me on that one. It would be more intellectually honest if they came out and said, due to the the statistical numbers, we want to ban handguns. That's a more honest argument than banning assault rifles, quote-unquote, because define an assault rifle. Oh, it has a grip. Oh, it has a bayonet lug. All right, take those off. Is it an assault rifle? Well, no, but it still does the same thing. still capable of the same thing. And this is what the left is so dishonest about. And this is what they they trick their constituents into believing. Like I said, my, my, my family members, I was talking to them, and, and this person was like, well, I don't think you should be able to go out and buy a gun that, that shoots as many bullets as quickly as, as these guns do. I said... You know, a police officer's sidearm, their handgun that they use to defend possibly you or anyone else, has the same rate of fire as a semi-automatic rifle. It's a semi-automatic. One bullet per pull of the trigger. How fast you can pull the trigger, how fast the rifle can shoot. Or pistol. And I even told him, and you know, in New York we have magazine uh, capacity restrictions. That's such a thing. Oh, in other parts of the world they don't have that. In England they don't have that. In England you could have a 100-round magazine. They have a semi-automatic restriction, but um, a, a listener of ours from the UK, shout out, he still listens, I still chat with him, <laughs> he showed me a picture once, he bought a, a single-shot AR-15, pistol grip, you know, um, bayonet lug, and the suppressor, they, they, they can have suppressors over in England, and he has a 30-round mag. Arguably, it's more free, that that gun, obviously there's more restrictions to get that gun, but that gun is, is a more, quote, free gun than over here in New York, in England. And everyone wants Australian gun control. They want English gun control. They want European gun control. But we are not them. We are America. You know, we are a nation, a melting pot of people that come here seeking freedom from repression. And yes, there are other countries in the world that oppress their citizens. They come here and they make us great. And that's really what it is. If you come here legally, that that's the thing. Because... Many problems come with illegal immigration, sex trafficking, money laundering, drug running, gun running, uh, you name it, that that helps support criminal organizations in other countries that just obliterate their people. So, you know, I, I know I'm kind of talking about like a lot of the same things that, that you, you've probably already known or probably heard, but th- this gets into this gets into why we try to elect people that will represent us. You know, if Zeldin did get in, like I said, he would be a stone wall to to stop whatever new gun control legislation was coming down the pipe. 
but it also would have been a, a step in the right direction for change. He could he could allocate funding, block funding to certain things. He can um, really just take a look at spending and budgets and allocate different kinds of monies. He could call special sessions and he can set up different task force like like Governor Hochul was doing in order to look into things. You know, it would have been a step in the right direction. And our taxes have not gone gone down in the past 10 years that Cuomo was in office and in the past six years that Lieutenant Governor Hochul was Lieutenant Governor. So now all of a sudden she says, I'm going to reduce taxes and I'm going to make it better for families to live here in New York. No, you're not. You can't do that. You physically can't. You haven't done it in the past. Cuomo hasn't done it in the past. So what makes you think you're going to? No. So I don't I don't think this episode is going to be much longer than this today, ladies and gentlemen. But it, it, it's really just a hard topic to talk about without without just feeling like like a boiling tea kettle just, just boiling up inside of me. But like I said, support businesses and people that support us. Hold people accountable for their actions. We're going to be getting new gun control, so get ready for it. Support organizations that help fight. And honestly, go out and buy a gun. I know it's tough right now. I know you need a permit for semi-automatic just for an AR-15, and like I don't have a permit. It's going to take me two years to do so just to get a handgun permit and uh, now this BS semi-automatic rifle permit because in Nassau County, it's like two, almost two years to get it and hundreds of dollars and whatever else. So... <sighs> You know, go out and buy a gun, get trained, learn how to use it responsibly, talk with people. Like, I talk with my family members, and I kind of change their mind on one thing, and they're like, they, they, it was about the assault weapons thing. And I'm like, it's cosmetic. It has nothing to do with the gun itself. And they didn't know that because it's just what the media tells them. So, again, talk with people, get out there, get the information out there. And, and Mr. Zeldin, if you're listening to this, which I, I don't think you are, but... It just my message to you is, dude, we tried, and even you, I saw your, your your post about it recently. Like we had the biggest turnout in like recent history. We we really showed them that we have a voice, and now everybody who voted for Mister Zeldin has to really now buckle up because it's going to be a crazy ride going forward. But everyone, like I said, um, stay safe out there. Just honestly, just get ready for what's coming. Um, share this with your friends, family. Talk with them. Spread the word because I do this for no money. I do this for my own time. <laughs> and I I really just want more people to be involved in the rights movement and just to get the information out there, change the culture. And um, from there, maybe we could change the state. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. And uh, stay safe.